Are you doing numbers? No, I won't. I mean, you can. I just finished 34 today. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a fun one. <laughs> the top 10, or the 10 uh, people losing their mind episode. Yeah. 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 I was worried I wouldn't have anything to say in that one because I just don't pay attention to any of it because I just don't care anymore. Hey, welcome to Geek Together. This is episode 35, um, special release uh, this week. Um, I'm your host, Damian Cooper, and with me as always is... Christina. And today we have a special guest, um, a toy designer, um, manufacturer, artist, Jason Rowe. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit more than that? Uh, yeah, just that's that's me, and uh, yeah, I've just been doing this thing for a little over a year and a half, and uh, you know, it's figuring it out one day at a time. And I'm super stoked to be here chatting with you guys. It was great connecting at Decon with you. So, for those that uh, that don't know, I didn't mention the name of the company. Barely available is the name of the toy and you know, kind of art line that you're manufacturing. I'd say. Yeah. Just primarily the vinyls, but also the stickers and all the other things that you've done along with it, right? And sure. resin. Well, and resin, that's where you start from, right? Yeah. So. I do, by, by the way, like your play on words with the barely available. Thank you. I think that's very clever. <laughs> yes. Because with a okay. lot of these designer toys and stuff, yeah. they always sell out so fast. I, <laughs> I appreciate the, uh, the irony. So, so we've been, um, you know, Christina being the, an artist in the family here, the painter and starting her own kind of journey in that world. We've been, uh, following your progress, I think pretty much from the very beginning. Cause I know mm-hmm. she got a original, one of the resin figures from you a long time ago, yeah, probably over a year first, ago. First link purchase. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, back. Unfortunately, I still haven't started. finished it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. Hey, thought that counts, right? It's there. I have, have I have two I have two blank up. ones. One that is half painted for you because it was a theme for Damien, and then I sure. have um, one of your original the the ske- the the barely deads that, yeah. that you handed. Sure. Yeah, that one was my favorite from the get go. Thanks. Yeah, that was my original idea. I uh, started with you know and um just hand drawn them and seeing how it came out and uh you know so i knew when i went jumped to vinyl that that was going to be the first design i was going to do that was a pretty that's a pretty cool one so why don't we start all the way 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 back how did you um before you even started making toys were you uh you know a trained artist was it a hobby of yours let's go all the way back sure um I was kind of, so if you want to go in the way, way back machine, yeah, yep. uh, my family moved around a lot when I was a kid. My dad, uh, when my parents were still together, he was kind of like, uh, I found a better house. I found a better house. So we moved like every, every year, I think, uh, you know, kindergarten through sixth grade, I went to five different schools, uh, all in the same town. And wow. they were, yeah, the houses weren't close enough to stay in the same school. So we moved. So by the time I hit like third grade, I was like, I'm not going to invest a lot in friends. I'm going to invest in Batman, you know, reading lots of comics, um, you know, drawing, trying to do my own comic, you know, type characters, watching tons of cartoons, uh, growing up, you know, in the eighties and, and, uh, in nineties, I'm in my forties now. And, uh, so, you know, it's, it was Thundercats and GI Joe and Ninja, the Ninja Turtles and Darkwing Duck and, and stuff like that. And so I just always just kind of tried to emulate what I saw in comics, you know, drawing and, 
and doing different projects, building things with my hands just out of pure fascination, taking things apart to my mother's dismay and attempting <laughs> to put, in, put them back together and uh, just fascinated with how things work and, and, and kind of world building and using broken down pieces of radios and stuff to make things for my creations to play with. And it was just, uh, just very curious, I guess. And uh, so then just kind of fast forward, did a lot of music, kind of toured in bands, did posters. I was a screen screen printer by trade uh, for a number of years, and I printed uh, show posters and flyers and T-shirts for bands and all that I was doing. A lot of it was hand drawing on um, transparency film and making shirt screens and poster screens out of that stuff. And then ended up getting a copy of a beta release of Photoshop. Mm. back in in the late 90s and uh started teaching myself that and and i was like oh i'm gonna go to you know college and and, and become a graphic designer and i was from fresno california and the, the program there at the college was like gonna take forever because it was still pretty new mm-hmm. and they get preference to upper class class people and and so I was like, well, forget this. I'm just going to try to do it on my own. I didn't want to spend the next five years trying to get a graphic big degree in college. Uh, and then I uh, started trying to build a portfolio, but everybody wanted to see that you were certified and uh, oh, right. degree or something. So I, I went to a, a, a technical school mm-hmm. and was going to get certification in like Photoshop Illustrator. And, and back then it was Macromedia Flash. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Uh, you know, and and uh, um, about eight or ten weeks into the program, I started teaching one of the classes there because oh, wow. I kind of already knew how to my way around some of the programs. And then so they helped me out with my tuition for helping teach. So about eight to ten weeks in the program, I started teaching uh, teaching a class there, and um, and then just kind of finished with that, and then uh, um, got a job. Uh, some small jobs around uh, around town, working in art departments and things, and then I ended up launching my own business with two of my best friends, and we had a production company for about seven or ten, seven or eight years until I ended up leaving, doing a video production, website building, collateral for clients and stuff, and then I really got into animation, working in After Effects and Flash and stuff, and uh, ended up um, selling my portion of the business. And moving with my family to Orange County to work in an ad agency, and uh, did video ad stuff for a couple of years till like just got crazy working almost eighty hours a week every week and having two young kids, and so then I ended up uh, getting recruited off of LinkedIn, the mm-hmm. website mm-hmm. by LinkedIn to go oh. work for the learning division. It used to be called Lynda.com. Uh-huh. Uh, they now it's called LinkedIn Learning, and so. That's where I am now, my day job, kind of self-taught pathway up through uh, working in corporate America for LinkedIn. So that's great. So your background, kind of, you've always been an art, artistic yeah. world, uh, whether it be, you said you were a musician as well, right? What did you play? Yeah. Um, when I toured, I was in a bunch of bands playing like guitar and you're singing and doing, or doing background vocals, but then I got... Uh, this got connected with a guy who was uh, an independent artist out of Canada, and uh, he's he did everything himself on his album. So his label needed to put a band together for him to go on tour. Mm, I gotcha. It was like a friend of a friend, and I ended up going on tour for you know a couple months. That's with, fun. Uh, him and got to go almost to 
all of the, uh, you know, lower U.S. You know, we didn't go to Hawaii or Alaska, but in the two months we hit almost every other state. Oh, that's cool. That must have been fun. Busy, fast, and crazy, and it was an interesting time because it was uh, a, a year and a day after 9-11 we were at Ground Zero. Uh-huh. So it was, like, super, like, interesting experience, very, like, you know, we're in it together, America, which right. <laughs> not be where we are nowadays, unfortunately. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, yeah, but it was a, a cool, cool time. You know, so I played bass when I went on tour with that guy. Yeah. So, oh, that's cool. So going into your art roots, mostly it sounds like you're a lot, mostly in digital art um, mm-hmm. in your career now. How did yeah. you, where, where did you make that leap between digital and physical or did you stay all digital and well, just decide uh, to make a toy from that? Yeah. I, um, I've just always been, you know, from when I was young playing with toys, taking them apart, putting them together, fascinated with how they work and just collecting, uh, my wife's been very patient with me and my, my collection of, of, you know, different designer toys and, and different oddball things. Um, but just fascinated with, with, collectible stuff and having it in my workspace, whether I was freelancing or when I had my company or now my desk here at my day job. Um, uh, so I wanted to, once I made the move into kind of people management and not really doing the hands-on work every day, I I was like, I gotta get this outlet out. And it was at the uh, same time, uh, an artist that uh, you guys might be familiar with. His name's Reese O'Brien. Yes. <laughs> We've met him he a couple times. He started doing the, the tiny ghosts yes. and um, doing the 3D, uh, getting the 3D sculpts done and, and doing the little resin casts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, this is so, this is kind of inspiring. And I, and I had 3D software, um, but it was a program called Cinema 4D that I used for doing motion graphics, mm-hmm. but had very basic modeling tools in there. So I was like, I'm going to give this a try. And I've always had like a fascination my whole life with bears, uh, as an animal, just looking so big and warm and fuzzy and cuddly, but then they could just like rip you to shreds in like a second, you know, <laughs> it's just the juxtaposition of those things. And so it's been fascinating. Um, my whole life. So I'm like, I'm going to, you know, make, try to make a bear figure. And I went very, you know, simple, clean lines, very simple shapes and just, uh, wanted to make something that, I could just then do more with by, by basically coloring on or painting on the surface. Mm-hmm. So I modeled it. And when I was happy with that, I was like, well, I mean, I, I have this 3d printer that I had bought a couple of years earlier and, uh, printed out my first, uh, 3d model of, of barely now is his name. And, uh, I had a, was a, a fused filament printer an FDM printer. So it was like layers of plastic melting, right. you mm-hmm. know, by one by one to build up and, the finishing on it to try to sand it and get it all looking good was just a pain in my butt, but uh, <laughs> worth it, you know? Uh, and then, uh, uh, on April 1st, 2018, so funny, April fool's day, I birthday. made my yeah. first, uh, <laughs> first silicone mold of, nice. of the figure. So that was when I like make the first mold and then did the first cast of that figure. Uh, so it was just kind of stepping out of that, digital modeling. So I can't, I can't sculpt just to save my life, but I can do some little bit of 3d and, uh, was able to print it out and kind of make my master from that. So, gotcha. Yeah. Kind so, of transition. So here. you went right to bear. So I was going to ask you if there was a uh, other kind of things you thought about doing or what your process was to figure out bear, the barely. Yeah. Um, or you were just, you kind of already had that idea. 
I um, that was my like when I decided I wanted to like make a figure and just kind of um, kind of being inspired kind of by what Reese was doing with making the the 3D uh, uh, or getting the 3D molded and making the the, the uh, resin cast. Um, but I have like a couple figures that I had had done just as far as character making little characters. Right. Like if you scroll deep on my Instagram, there's these things I call draggers that were just kind of like a real basic humanoid type shape that had these like really long arms with massive hands that knuckle dragged on the ground. So I was, <laughs> nice. was going to do that. Like I, I had 3d printed one of those, but I was like, ah, I don't, I don't feel like as, as much of, like this is what I want to be. My, my first thing I make like a, a figure out of. Right. Um, but since then I've printed out and I'm kind of working on those a little bit, but, okay. um, but the first thing that I was like, I want to make this into a thing. Right. No, Barely is a, a great template for that. It's similar to Tiny Ghost. It's a very um, yeah. simple, clean canvas to to put different applications on top of. Yeah, that was really my goal. And so I appreciate you saying that. That's like what I wanted to be able to do is just make it into something else. Yeah. Um, you know, people have been asking me over time, could you do a Barely like this or like this? And And, and one of the first requests I got was, could you make it a sloth? And I was like, hmm. And so I just shaved off his ears and all of a sudden yeah. I painted his face. He was a sloth. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's cool. And then people are like, can you paint one to look like this? And can you paint it to look like that? And it's like usually it's fairly successful or it's a good facsimile of like what, what they asked for. And I was like, man, this is so cool. And hearing, you know, I, I think when you, when you bought the resin from me, mm-hmm. Christina, you told me what you were going to make with it. And because of Damien's kind of fandoms and what he's into, <laughs> that looks so cool. You know, it's like you could just see what you know. I'm telling you, other- one is half done. She's- I really do need to finish. It. I would, I would love for her to finish it. That would be yeah. great for me, selfishly. <laughs> so, you know, let's go now. What I really want to know is more the technical journey of the process. So you've gone from. Oh, that's really awesome. Reese is doing that. Which, by the way, many people we've talked to, he's been a source of inspiration for many um, yeah. in this industry, so right? Enduring. And, and, yeah. and you feel like you know him and you're walking his journey with him because he's so open on social media. Yep. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed talking to him. I've never met him in person, but you know, when tiny ghost had, they would post some of those animations on their, mm-hmm. on their Instagram of the ghost. I did those. Oh, for him. Did, that's right. I remember I that. Just, just a, yeah. The first one I did was just kind of like a, I'm such a fan of Tiny Ghost, and I just made this, and then ended up getting to make a couple more, and and it's just like I feel like the guy's a friend, and I like I said, I've never met him face to face. He's just such a great guy. Yeah, I think I think that uh, that sentiment echoes with a lot of people uh, the same way. I mean, for us and our collecting slash professional slash kind of getting to know him really well. You know, we've been to many of the events, we've spent a lot of time with him uh, for a myriad of reasons, and he's very enduring, very nice guy, very genuine, and he cares so much about. I mean, people don't see this side of this is not about him. <laughs> it's about you. But I mean, just to kind of echo that, like, uh, um, there's been a lot of, um, like, just we know, because we've talked to him kind of side about the community and stuff, how much he really cares about it. And so I know that that, the reason I tie that back to you is kind of resonating into your approach, too. I spent a lot of time talking to you, Decon, about how you really enjoy the fans, you know, people buying them, people appreciating your art and stuff like that. Very similar. When people get it, it means a lot. Yeah. yeah. Just to see, uh, you know, there's a there was a whole un- unintended uh, community 
uh, the the bear community, the 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 gay men. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that, that totally makes sense. Totally unintended for me, and not even on my radar. And uh, just people that reached out to me are like, "This is so awesome!" And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that." But it's just great to see that something that means a lot to me and is an expression of how of something that matters in my life connects with people, and they can put mm-hmm. their whole own meaning feeling and passion behind it. And it's, it's, it's awesome just to see just how it lands with different people, different life, you know, stages of life and different facets of life. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So going back to, you printed this out, you make resin. Let's talk about the journey between then and then, um, uh, getting all the way to vinyl and we'll, and we'll take it step sure. by step. Cause I think a lot of people in this day and age, I mean, you see decons blowing up every year. A yeah. lot more people are getting into, designer toys or a lot of people are fans already that want to figure out how to get there. Um, yeah. so for you, so you've made this, these resin figures. So you, you made your own mold, you made your own silicone mold. Yeah. Okay. I so did. you, you printed out 3d, cleaned it all up. Sure. And then made a silicone mold. That's debatable, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got it to silicone mold stage. Yeah. Okay. And then, I, and now you're making them. So how are you, um, getting out there? Uh, just kind of getting the vinyls done or no, 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 not the vinyls at the very beginning. So you started making the silicone mold and making resin. So how are you building your, your fan base, your customers, your, how are you getting your art out there now? Yeah. At this stage. Well, I had an Instagram originally that used to be called collect and create. I think some of the, the enamel pins I have still have that hashtagged on the back Mm -hmm. or Instagram tag because I forgot to reprint the (laughs) enamel cards when I did the new one or the, cards for the backs for the pins. But, um, um, I had, you know, one or one or 200 people that I was connected with on there on Instagram where I just put a lot of stuff I collected and just, um, really started, uh, had made friends in the Funko collecting community. And, uh, so then as I started doing stuff with, with the, the bear figures, um, that little, little connection of a hundred or 200 people, uh, just started showing interest. And then when I did my first, um, 3d print they started sharing it out um sharing with other people then they just started following and they started following and sharing and just as the process went it kind of organically grew um you know i've thought time and time again about when you get those ads on on facebook or instagram it's like pay us 10 bucks and we'll promote your stuff to this or whatever and i'm like should i do it should i not should i and i, I haven't done any of those ad promotions yet but it's been fun just watching these uh, kind of organically grow and, and people connecting with it, like I was saying, and, and just sharing it with their friends and their, with their friends and people talking about it and running into people at places like uh, Decon. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just kind of organically grown. Okay. It's been fun. So when you started making the resins, were you just doing one-offs? Like were you just taking the resins and making customs for people or – were you doing runs at the time of different figures? Like what was um, the first thing you did out there that you sold? The first thing that I sold, uh, was, um, I drew, I drew one of the like barely dead kind of figures and, um, it sold like right when I posted it up, somebody said, is that for sale? And I was like, it might've well, been me. I guess <laughs> it was yeah, been you. Um, and then uh, another person who's kind of active on the um, uh, Instagram and stuff in the collecting feed, uh, Tiffany uh, um, Wagner. Okay, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, she was one of the first people that kind of 
made me like reached out. I was like, oh, I want to buy this. And, and then I got some encouraging words from, from Reese uh, about it. And so that was just kind of that initial interest from people was like, Whoa, okay, buy it. I didn't, I didn't know if that was a thing people would want to do. <laughs> you know, that whole artist self doubt thing where you're like, I'm making this and I'm going to peel back the curtain and kind of show you what I'm working on. I hope nobody trashes it. And then you're like, wait, people like it. Sweet. It's a pretty scary uh, thing to put your art out there. It can it be. It can yeah. be, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, then I just I had a, a number of people ask about that first design. So I ended up hand drawing um, probably when the first week or two I was hand drawing. I think I did about 10 or 12 of them mm-hmm. uh, for people that had just asked right off that first one that sold. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this would get very time consuming if I sit here drawing each one. all the time and Sharpie getting all over my hands. And, and <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to try to do something else. And I just started trying to paint different colorways. And uh, um, I had uh, bought some glow-in-the-dark powder and did like a glow-in-the-dark blue one that I painted the skeleton on and just started trying to mix it up. And then you started doing um, the... But like color pigmented, like clear resin ones. Did yeah. you not? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was, that was fun. Just kind of adding some color to them that way. And, and, um, but then I was, uh, it was getting expensive doing five and a half inch solid resin yeah. figures. And so I was like, okay, I've got my 3d printer and the, well, the, the figures already a 3d model. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll do like a three inch, like mini size. And uh, so that's when the the barely barely barelys, the minis uh, <laughs> uh, came about, and I started doing those, and people really got got behind those, and with those I could just kind of crank them out and just paint them, and it seemed like anything I wanted to do on them, it connected with somebody, and they would ask if they could buy it, and I'm like, sure, this is fun, and I did like a, a series of blind bags that I was going to take to decon and. And I was like, find me a decon. I'll have them. I'll be selling them in my, out of my backpack. And then I got a please don't do that from decon. So <laughs> uh, I pre-sold them before the con. And people picked them up for me there who had already purchased them. And right. they were okay with that. Um, but, yeah, so that was was kind of a little bit of the evolution of that. Just kind of just trying things here and there and just seeing what hit and what didn't. And So that was before having a booth. That would have been <laughs> last year? Yeah. So, that so, would be, like, so they don't, they frown, they frown on you just walking around selling stuff on their floor without paying them to be there. I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> it's turns kind of out funny how they, they, they do that. Yeah. <laughs> so it made sense. And I was just, you know, I was, I was excited about the people's interest. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden when they're like, no, please don't do that. I was like, oh yeah. Why would you want me to do that? <laughs> right. Know? Like we and have so, booths. You could buy a booth and you could sell here. No problem. Yeah. And, uh, so, which I did this, this past year, I got, uh, they opened up for the first time, I believe the artist table yes. so they, to do that. And, and it was a, my first vending experience period. And it was, uh, it's super awesome. I can't wait to do it again. That's, uh, that's hopefully cool. get a booth this next year, but, uh, cause the artist tables are way out in the South 40, but, uh, yeah, but a lot of people go down there cause you, you find some pretty cool little things over there. You do. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of cool stuff over there. I mean, you yeah, unless you're there early or you're not getting a Medicom or anything, so you might as well go over yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You know. It's true. Well, that's the nice thing about Decon, too, is that, like, there's a couple of things in the morning that people rush to. But after yeah. that, it's like you just wander and go and discover new things. 
yeah, it's, it's cool. And that's as, you know, having come from being an attender and then going to now vending, it's, you know, you can appreciate the experience of, you know, you can't, there's so much to see and there's so much ground to walk with over 700 vendors. It's like, yeah, you know, you know, people will meander out there when they get a chance. So you just, it's a waiting game and, and then make the most of the conversations you can when people are there. Cause it just means a lot when someone stops and puts their eyes on what you made, you know, it's like, thanks. You know, there's so much to see here. The time, the fact that you're stopping and saying hi to me and looking at my stuff that I brought, you know, it's, it's definitely worth, you know, engaging with them and, and taking the time to talk and hearing a little bit about their story and what they collect and what they're into. And sometimes it's other vendors breaking away from their booth for a second. And that means a ton too. It's like, wait, you, you, I know what it's like. I, I haven't got away from my booth yet and you got away from yours and you're taking time to come over here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's really, really validating and it's really fun to talk to. And then putting faces to, to names that you read on, on Instagram. Uh, like you, you all, the first time I saw you guys face to face was at Decon this last year. And, yeah. and, uh, it was, it was cool to, to just kind of make those connections. Yeah. So, Going going back again, um, but <laughs> sure. I, yeah, sorry, I, I'm always fascinated with the whole process, right? I'm always fascinated yeah. in the uh, how it builds on itself. So you, you've made the resins, you started painting or drawing, you're starting to get interest. People are, are you know buying whatever you put out there because, like you said, you got enough followers. You, you know, it's uh, everybody's into something, right? You can do sure. anything on it, and yeah, maybe it wouldn't resonate. You know, you know, trust me. You know, you go draw a bunch of. Uh, um, well, it doesn't really matter. But then all of a sudden you put a flash on something and I'm buying it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are, oh, uh, for instance, your Skeletor ones, right? Yeah. Berlator, sorry. Um, yeah. yeah, I had to pick up a few of those and you made the backer cards and they're awesome. Thanks, and so you, you do that. You do those uh, those little runs over and over. So what? what um, a couple questions I have here and we'll get to it in detail. Uh, so now you're like, okay, I want to make the vinyl. You know, you have the... the uh, the different designs you want to do, you have some colorways in mind, et cetera. So what's that process? So you may have your money you want to do the vinyl. Where'd you start? Sure. So, well, initially I started, um, not too far. I think even before that, um, that decon in 2018, I was like, I'm going to try to do vinyl. Cause it's like I said, it was just so time consuming to try to draw those skeletons on all the bears and, and people really wanted those and I couldn't keep up with it. So I'm like, I got to make a vinyl of this. This is what I'm going to go for. And I talked to a couple different people who'd either been in it for a while and done some toys and, and some of the initial guidance I got is if you, if you can't make a run of at least a thousand, um, don't bother. And I was like, oh, okay, a thousand. So that was my starting point when I started talking to factories and they're like 10 grand. And I was like, sure. Why not a hundred grand? Might as well right. a bit of time. And, uh, I was like, well, that's a lot. And I said, okay, well, I'm not, I can't do it right now. Um, but I'm going to keep looking and keep talking. And, and I kept checking out different people as they came across my, uh, my Instagram basically and connecting with people and, um, seeing other artists do it and just not being afraid to reach out and ask. That's one thing with this community, uh, a lot of resin uh, artists and, and vinyl uh, designer toy people are, you you get over that fear of reaching out and saying, Hey, I like your stuff. I'd like to talk to you. They're like, sure. I'd love to talk, you know, cause odds are someone helped them out at some point and right. someone shared information with them. 
And, uh, you know, that's, that's how I, I try to be too, is anybody who's asked, I try to give them, give them answers, share what I know or point them in a direction if I can, because so many people now have done that for me. And, uh, so I had done, I uh, just continued to research stuff and, and hearing success stories and horror stories from Alibaba. That was uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I looked at a couple, um, different manufacturers I'd seen on there who had decent reviews and, and then, uh, in talking to a couple different independent artists, uh, Connor with uh, abominable and the guys doing Mon and stuff, I come to find out that, uh, one of the, um, factories I'd written down on a list was one that those guys had used both of them, uh, successfully had good things to say. And when I looked them up on Alibaba, they had minimum run quantities of a hundred pieces. So I was like, oh, nice. well, that's, maybe that's a misprint. So I reached out and said, most places I've talked to said a thousand, you guys really have minimum quantity of a hundred. And they said, yeah, the price is higher, but we can do a, a lower run quantity for you, you know, to help new independent artists. They wanted to help independent artists get started. I mean, it makes sense in this and, world of, uh, yeah, you know, kind of gig economy and fast expanse and, so many people yeah. want to do it. They could figure out a way to not yeah. make it to where it has to be everybody, you know, a thousand pieces or more. I think there's yeah. a good opportunity there. So I think they're seeing a market. I think so too. I mean, you know, gone, I think are the days of where you have to make, if you're making enamel pins, you just have to make like 20,000 of them to, to make it to work. And that can yeah. Make it yeah, now anything. I mean, nowadays with stickers and pins and patches and whatever, it's like so easy to make. It's actually too easy. It costs me way too much yeah. money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I reached out and talked to them and, and, uh, you know, it, it, uh, some of the costs were taken care of cause I already had my own 3d model mm-hmm. that I had done and I just used that to go into production, but they were able to make me a, um, uh, a prototype from that and, um, and, and get it kind of off and running when I approved the, uh, the prototype and it, uh, you know, it cost five grand to do. I did 200 figures for my first run and it was five grand with tooling costs and making the molds and stuff, uh, because they didn't have to do the, the, uh, the 3d model or make, you know, make that part. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I did 200 figures and a hundred of them were the black and white, um, mm-hmm. uh, the barely dead. And then I did the decon exclusive pink and green was 50 count. And then the, the barely dead ice, the, the blue colorway one was 50 count. So that's nice. kind of how I jumped into that. And I, you actually, know, it's, had, it's great that they let you split it up too, that you could do different yeah. colorways since it's all the same mold. Yeah. It was the same, uh, same mold for the figure and then same like spray masks and stuff or right. and things for that. So because the design was the same, it was, it was, uh, you know, they do an incremental cost for each new colorway, but it wasn't like doing starting a whole over. Yeah. Design. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, awesome. But I mean, but economy wise, 200, um, but I guess all the tooling and stuff like that. I mean, your earlier coats probably at, uh, 10,000 for a thousand were probably off cause it probably didn't include all the extra stuff that you learned you had to do since then. Yeah. It was, um, it was, I think some of it was just the different factories and, and the, the amount of, um, that I've watched kind of as I've done researching mm-hmm. in that year, year time frame, um, watching prices go down too. Ah, okay. I'm um, just literally watching minimum order quantities shrink, uh, watching price per unit shrink. Um, 
you know, and, uh, because, um, where I ended up getting the, um, the 200 pieces for five grand, um, was one of the places that originally said it was a minimum order quantity of a thousand. So oh, within really? it dropped down. Um, yeah. So I think, like you said, they're, they're discovering, um, a market for it, you know, and because I had my 3d master, some people, when I was taught, were talking to them and telling them, they're like, what's the timeline? How long? And, um, I, I contacted them in September and by decon in November, you had them. Wow. I had my stuff. And that's even with some, um, delays in, you know, uh, so some, here's some of the stuff that I have learned that I would share is if you, if you use a credit union here in the U S you can't wire money internationally at most credit unions. So I had to figure that out and go set up new accounts in a new bank so that I just, so I could wire money and do all that kind of stuff that you just don't, you don't think about. And I'm like, can't you just take PayPal? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can't do that. That's funny. Yeah. And so things like that. But, um, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. It was really fast. Um, you know, I'm doing a reorder now to do some new colorways of the same design. Um, I had someone uh, connected with a decon wants an exclusive colorway for, for an upcoming event. And, oh, nice. and it's, now that everything's kind of up and running and they've had my, my project go through because I'm still sticking with the barely dead uh, style and just doing different colorways, it's about 15 to 20 working days. And then it takes about oh. four days to ship. So, you know, in less than two months, I can have a whole, this time, I think, um, uh, maybe about 500 pieces in this next order, a couple different colorways and stuff. And it's like, that's, awesome. well, that's pretty fast, you know? So I think I just, and cause I'm just asking questions and offering, uh, offering a date when I'd like to see stuff by, cause initially when they were, when I didn't say, Oh, I want them for decon, they were like, Oh, you know, six months. I was like, Oh, I was really hoping to have them in a couple months for this thing, designer con, they're like, Oh yeah, yeah we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, if you so don't, if you don't specify I, I, a date, you know they're going to you know put you at the back of the line. If you don't ask, it's always no. Yeah. Right. For yeah, sure. And that's funny. That, just to ask and, you know, connected with a couple other people at decon, um, who were using the same factory and they're like, how'd you get yours so fast? And I said, well, I just did 200. And they said, I thought I had to do a minimum quantity of, I think he said 500. So he went that night and asked and came back the next day at Decon and told me, I'm getting my order quantity down and I'll get them faster. I'll have them here by the summer. Nice. Like, nice. So, yeah, definitely. If you don't ask, like you said, it's, it's a no if you don't ask, right? Uh-huh. You never you know how well, they answer. It makes sense that they're going to try to get the most out of you. So if you don't yeah. set your own limits, then. Yeah. And I think, well, they can, they can push you around the, the timeline. If you don't have a specific one and somebody else does, they're like, well, these guys didn't have a right. timeline. Right. So you go to the them, back yeah. of the line. Yeah. They'll, they'll put the higher priority yeah. timelines or do But it sounds first. like it might be a buyer's market right now, though. I mean, <laughs> given that they're so amicable and the prices are going down, the limits are going down. Or yeah. I would imagine there's got to be technology advances in factories, too, that allow them to retool fast and run these things through because. Um, that's only going to help everybody because it, I mean, it's amazing these days. If you were to think about, you know, we've been collecting around, we're about the same age. I mean, you know, all the stuff that you talked about that you're into as a kid, that was all the stuff I grew up on too. And, uh, you know, I'm in my forties now as well. And it was unfathomable to think about making your own toy. Oh yeah. I mean, when you look at these, these documentaries, like the toys that made us, like those companies were the only ones able to do it. Sure. The world was a much bigger place. 
mm-hmm. without the technology and the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's shrinked, it's shrunken, shrunk, <laughs> it's shrunk quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, in the last 15 years. That sure. I would imagine that um, you're seeing this big boom of uh, of toys, um, toy collectors, um, then people going off. I mean, it's been amazing. Just in the eight to ten years I've been collecting, you know, really collecting. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe less than that. I could, I could probably scratch that down to five, six years. Probably more like six yeah. years, yeah. Six years of really seriously collecting. Seeing how many people have gone off on their own thing, it's pretty... It's 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 a it's a catalyst. I can see it growing. Yeah. Just as evidence of seeing decon grow. It's not just the big metacoms and baits and everything like that. Now it's like yeah. there's no, a lot there's of lots people. of collectors that love things that decide, hey, I'm creative. I want to make this. I have a vision and I want to make it a reality. So there's more and more of those people who are reaching I mean, it's out. And, still a risk. I mean, five thousand oh, dollars is not is not is not minimal. Right. I mean, that's that's money. That's real money. There's always a risk, but you don't have to be Funko or Mattel or any of the other big toy companies to go out and do it. So on a smaller scale, which brings me another question. So you know, you said before your wife's been very supportive over your collecting and everything like that. All right, so now you're like, okay, I'm going to make a bet on myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had to be really scary. Like, okay, I'm going to spend five thousand dollars and go get these made now. Yeah, yeah. she was definitely. Um, uh, she was never. I would, I would never say she was like not supportive, but it was definitely a, a hurdle, a mental hurdle, because she's very. Um, you know, uh, we both try to be responsible with our finances and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and make sure uh, we're taking care of what we need to take care of, and it, it didn't make sense to like you know, but take a loan to do this. Cause we like, don't want to go into debt for something like this, which is like kind of at one point I'm like, it's my dream. I'd go into debt for this. And I'm like, well, really at the end of the day, what I want to be grudging <laughs> a loan on something that's not selling or, you know, I wanted to be able to kind of free and clear, right. try it, just mm-hmm. risk it. And so I told her, I said, okay, this is all falling into place when, uh, I, I have a benefit of having a job that gives us a, a bonus every mm-hmm. year, you know, and uh, you can kind of earn a, a decent bonus. Um, and it comes around that September timeline when I was going to be jumping in on these toys. And, uh, I said, what if, okay, it's $5,000. And what if I take it, you know, from, from my bonus and then whatever else I need out of that. And then I agree that, um, I'll pay, I'll pay half of it back to the family as kind of like a thanks for, for letting, you know, hmm. letting me. So lending from yourself, borrowing from yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But then like not very high not, interest rate, by the way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bank of wife has the interest rate. For, <laughs> not favorable. Fluctuating, yeah. Uh, but just, you know, so feeling like, okay, so I want to at least hit 2,500 bucks and pay, pay the half of it back to the family. And if I lose the other 2,500, then it's a cost of cost of learning, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, but I've, I just felt really good about trying to sell 200 of them with the amount of people who mm-hmm. were following on Instagram and giving me positive feedback. I'm like, I feel like it's a good, you know, risk reward situation. Yeah, It's not a huge number and people love small numbers. Yeah. And, and again, uh, because you made different colorways, it's not 200 of one thing. Yeah. If you have three different items and true. a lot of people will then go and buy three yeah. or buy two. It's yeah, true. It was, it was fascinating. So it's, it's a that. very smart way oh. to do it. Yeah, I bought two. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. I bought yeah, the it was an interesting one. way to see it play out and see how people 
um, you know, for me, I'm like, okay, I hope I can sell 50, 50. And then the, the black and white one's been popular. So uh, uh, maybe I'll sell a hundred. And then when people heard there are only 50 of these and, I, and they said, are you going to make more? I'm like, no, it's, it's just 50. So decline exclusive. And they're like, I have to have it. I'm like, have to have, uh, okay. Yeah, sure. We, <laughs> yeah. And it started clicking me like, Oh wait, it's, it's scarcity. Like it's, well, yeah, that's the thing. When people, people love that. Yeah. yeah. Then I back into my mind as a collector. I'm like, yeah, if somebody told me there was only 50 of these. I would get one. Well, wait yeah. Cause oh, the, the, <laughs> the safe bet when you're on the fence and you collect something is to buy it. Because yeah. if you decide later on that you don't want it, you can, you know, pay it forward to a friend or you can, you can recoup your, your initial payment on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's yeah. not, it's not usually hard to find somebody to buy something at cost Yeah. <laughs> at, at worst yeah. case scenario. True. So. And, as, and as doing vinyl, you're able, I mean, cause we did a much smaller run, um, Christina did hand, <laughs> hand painted though. So it's pricey. Yeah. Yeah. They were, right? they were awesome by Thank the way. You. Thank you. I tried to get over there and then when I was like, okay, I got it clear from my booth and I pulled up Instagram to see again where you guys were and you're like, they're sold out. And I was like, well, of course they are. Uh. <laughs> Well, I'm so, going to make more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but I mean, just knowing also when you get to the vinyl, you can, you can, you have a little bit more leeway with the price point to where yes. people kind of expect to pay is my point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah some see. people are like, really that high? But we're like, hey, look, these are only 10 and they're hand painted. So it's different but ball game. You know, it's a different it's, thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it was different. Um, some of the encouragement I got from some artists that are out there, they're like, when they heard I was doing vinyl, they had a couple of people just reach out to me directly and say, you're doubling the price of your resins now. Right. And I'm like, can I do that? Yes, that seems kind of interesting. And they said, yeah, I said, it's now it's that much more custom and hand done because mm-hmm. you can offer the vinyl price point and then a resin. And I was like, Oh wow. Well, the you resin, know, I feel again, as a collector, that makes yeah. sense to me because the vinyl, everybody can get, well, not everybody can get, not low quantities like that all the time, right? Yeah. But, I mean, I think also you're the artist. Sure. Where you're drawing on it. So as people connect to your art, they're going to really connect and have that as a more special piece. I feel like anything that goes directly through your hands before going to the customer is, should be valued higher. Like, if we ever yes. do Dahlia in a vinyl, I want to, like, always do small runs of, like, essentially custom like hand painted custom ones myself because that's the part that I like. I like the the physical painting and yeah and whatever. I'm not a computer like a digital artist at all, so I will have to have somebody else do that part for me. <laughs> but yeah. um but like I think I would be sad if I just yeah. like thought up designs and sent them out and I never had them in my hand to, to work on them myself. Right. So but Having said that, each one takes your time and it takes yeah. your effort and it takes your, you know, your love and care. So it, that there is value to that. Sure. No, I, I agree yeah. with that. So I think that your, your friends reaching out to you <clears throat> on the resins are right on. And it's not about, it's not about taking advantage of customers or doubling the price of something where before, because trust me, I tell, you know, I tell Christine all the time she charges too low sure, um, compared to other people because I know the time and love she puts into it and the quality. But I would have the same advice for you. It's like, look, you're putting this out there. You're doing this. It's your creation. And it's the same thing when you look at, like, um, you know, to go back to Reese, people cover those doodles they find. Or when he does those small, yeah. like, it's similar. If you were to do a small run of resin drops, you should charge accordingly to that. Like, you put your hand on them and made them all. And it'd be fun for you, too. 
yeah, he gave me actually some coaching right out of the gate and said, sell your blinks for this and don't sell a custom one for less than this. And I immediately sold it for $10 less than he suggested as a minimum because <laughs> of that self, that artist doubt, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, we do. We, yeah. We struggle that all the time. Like, I have, yeah, I have a hard time with that. I, I have a really hard time with that, especially since a lot of my customers end up being friends. I have yeah. a hard time saying, yeah. 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 Having friends walk up to the booth, you know, at, at econ and want to buy at full price. And I'm like, no, I can't let you. And they're like, you have to, you have to let me. <laughs> you have to, it's the deal. Option. I mean, that's how you make that money back that you put into. Yeah, you gotta tell them you got a fifty percent interest rate from your wife. I mean, you gotta, you gotta gotta do this, man. I'm sorry, it's not you. It's uh, I got I got obligations. But uh, so, you know, that's that's pretty fascinating that that process um, of getting the vinyl. I mean, and and the research. I guess the advice there would be do your research or reach out to people. Yeah. Don't just go with the first thing. Negotiate where you can. They could always say no. Yeah. And really try to make a, a favorable arrangement for yourself. Now, yeah. question for you: Sure, does it make it? Did it make a difference targeting decon versus just putting it up on your Instagram or or, or your shop online? You think? Um, like coordinating with that event. Yeah, I think that was a, a a win for me being able to say I had an exclusive to decon. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I already had built up a little bit of interest about the vinyls from people from anyway. social media. Um, cause people are like, vinyl. that was, that's the thing. Like I went, um, you know, I would get 50, 60 people to, to like a post on Instagram doing resins. And, but the people who did were super consistent. Yeah. Right. But the first time I, I announced that I was going to do vinyl and I put that hashtag vinyl in a post, I had like 130. So like nice. it almost tripled. Now, since Decon, have you noticed, um, like new people come and find you? Yeah, uh, I have. Um, and that some of that's been just from connecting with other people and, and getting them to, um, post about it. Or, um, you know, I've had a couple people reach out and ask if they could buy pieces wholesale and put them in their online shop. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty lucky. Uh, in my opinion, I set I set this goal for myself to get my vinyls in Martian uh, toys at the mother their new mothership gallery. Oh yeah, in Philadelphia. By in I said in 2020 I'm going to do it, and this I think this weekend is when they'll they'll be in their shop or at oh, least wow. to put in their shop. They ordered um, not like some huge quantity, but like I'm like oh my gosh, my toys are going to be in like a the toy shop, you know, like in a that's awesome. A, a, collectors are going to go and see it for and the see first it, time. That's a big deal, yeah. It'd be cool. And then, yeah, there's been a couple other places I've connected with who have, have picked up, you know, uh, I've got all I've got left are the, the blue and the, and the black. And, um, you know, they've picked up, you know, half a dozen of, of each one to put in their shop and to test it out. And like I said, somebody reached out to say, Hey, we're going to this con and we want to take an exclusive. You cool with doing that? I'm like, Oh yeah, I am sure. That's sure. great. You know, so I'll have my first exclusive and I'll be able to announce that in the next little while. And, uh, and that's super cool and and it's just fun. And so some of that word of mouth that that people are spreading and, and hearing that it's in toy shops or in people's collections or, um, it's been pretty cool. Um, uh, there's a a guy uh, on Instagram. He goes, his handles church of Sagan since Alex, 
he uh, does a lot of stuff with uh, you know designer toys and mm-hmm. um, like as far as being a, a collector and, and sharing about it. And he came by at Decon doing a live. He was doing live uh, live casts for um, Sideshow. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, and just had, had known the guy and been friendly with him and talked with him. He's bought a couple of the resin barrelies, and he made a point to come by the booth at Decon while he was doing the live cast and. That's awesome. I was like, wow, it's just kind of, you know, so (laughs) that's a little bonus tip is be as nice as you can to everyone because you never (laughs) know, you know. Well, I mean, it sounds like the decon thing and it sounds like there's a big difference between making the resins and having a vinyl. It sounds to me like it kind of opened up a whole other door of being real. Yeah, it opened up. Uh, it's it's almost like it felt like it legitimized things for a certain audience. For some right. people, as, as I said, vinyl, they DM'd me on Instagram. were like, no, please tell me you're not stopping resin. That's all I collect. And I was like, no, definitely. I'll, I'll keep doing resin because I like much like you, Christina, it's that tactile feel having your hands on it, getting in it. You can turn on a dime and do something. And sometimes you get those disasters that you turn into something that's almost as like better than what you intended, you know, by yep. working by hand. Yep. So I definitely didn't want to give that up, but there's that whole, it's kind of like I, I entered into had my hand in two markets now, instead of just resin collectors, you know, yeah. you've got vinyl and the resin now. So it was yeah. definitely having that vinyl and launching it at decon. It's kind of like that. I don't know well, the perfect storm is, is making it too big, but it was, it just felt like the right thing at the right time. Well, you're not going to be in Martian toys, mothership store with your resins probably right you know what i mean yeah. i mean just, that's what i mean by that exactly extra level or you're not going to have somebody say hey i want a run of exclusives because now it's a real thing because now yeah. you have a factory you have an outlet you can do a colorway you know the price point you know what it takes to get there and now they have access to another vinyl because people are always looking for that new thing like i talked about before on other podcasts like bottleneck gallery with bim toy right. and Reese and then Fugitive, Simply mm-hmm. Toys, Big Boy in uh, Philippines, right? They're always looking for that anchor to drive the lines. Plastic Empire, right? So Plastic Empire before Abominable, yeah, they would get lines, but they were largely a, a reseller. They have a lot of Funko. They have a lot of things. They'd be at booths everywhere because that's what you have to do in collectibles. But they didn't have a line for hours. Yeah. And now they partner with Connor and doing the releases and marketing. And now look at their booth at Decon. Yeah, I mean, I know that was at Obama booth, but the Plastic Empire well, guys were there. But if you look at them, New York, New York, New York Comic Con, their line yeah. was ours. So I think you see a lot of retailers that realize that that partnership between the ones that are going to get them in the door and get to their booth and draw that that drive, I think that's a big thing. Sure. I mean, you look at all of them. You look at the ones that are seasoned veterans like Toy Tokyo. You know, they've tied really closely to Ron English and Futura now. I mean, yes, yeah. yeah, so it's a different different type of level but they're still doing the same thing right sure um of trying to get yeah an artist right and that's what draws people to their area it's not they're selling the same thing as everybody else they're looking for their niche and their exclusivity so i think that that exclusive at a con for a retail and i don't know if it's the same retailers or not but um you know you'll announce that later i'll find out later but sure unless you want to give us the (laughs) leakly there hannah but uh um that's I think that's there's going to be a, there's that that two sides of the coin there I think in the industry where the, okay. the the exclusivity and the vinyls and the artists that catch on drive a lot of opportunity for both sides. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I agree. No, that's awesome. Um, 
even with low counts, I would always say that like if you're you're going with vinyl, it's more of a um, mass produced item, right? Whereas right. the resins, you're always going to have people that love the resins because they are, like I said, they go through your hands. They're, you know, they're more of a a work of passion. Well, I think you're going to find people that get introduced to you through your vinyls and then try to go back. Yep. And find those pieces. Like they're going to, yeah. like the really, the people that really love your product, they're going to go back. And I think you're going to, you're going to, it's going to be funny if it all catches on. You're going to have, like, we will be at lunch with Reese <laughs> and tell him what some of his little resin pieces sold for on the aftermarket. He's like, oh my God, I would just made, made you another one in my garage. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what are you it's, doing? That's bananas, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you spend that much? But that's what happens. You, your resins are much lower pieces. Sure. Lower numbers. And then people that find you through the, uh, that buy the vinyls and then become a hardcore collector or completion. Like we've all been there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then definitely. you start looking back at like, Oh, those are special pieces now. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to me. Like, uh, you know, with like you're saying Reese and the, in the, in BIM toy and stuff. And, uh, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get one of the early resins, even though I was like following that stuff. But then when like x-ray dropped, I had to, I like, I had to have that. Mm-hmm. Obviously you could see, I, I like skeletons going all the way back sure. to me too. Like Christina, Kar- yeah. villains and karate kid, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Skeleton hoodies. That's always just kind of always stuck with me. And, and, uh, and so seeing, seeing that x-ray and then now seeing how much those x-rays sell oh, for man. on, on that, on the secondary market, I'm like, you, you can pry this from my cold dead hands, but man, that's sure can be tempting seeing, <laughs> yeah. seeing what it goes for. That's true. They they do make it, and it's and it's not even a question because there's such a bigger community now um, of people that collect it, and so that that would be that could be a similar story. Is my point? You know, if, if you think about it, I know it seems crazy to you, right? It seems crazy, and it's like, uh, but hey, you could put you keep put. You know, I think your advice is good. You put out good stuff. Always be nice to people, mm-hmm. and I yeah. think good things happen. I agree. Yeah, with that for totally. sure. Yeah, Ooh. I definitely don't. Um, I mean, that's. You know, it's, it's almost cliche to say, but that's how I want to be treated, right? So why would I treat people any other mm-hmm. way? You'll definitely, I would tell anybody who's reaching out, like I'm encouraging people to do, and you're saying like, reach out, ask questions. There are people who are very like guarded and they're like, yes. oh no, I can't share my secret. And I'm like, that's cool. Oh, that's your secret. I respect that, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm on the other side of the coin where I'm like, if I hoard it to myself, something I figured out to do, I become a one trick pony and I don't want that for myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, here's how I do it. And if you make it better, come back and tell me how you, how you did that better than I did it, you know, so we can spur yeah. each other on. And so like I said, I definitely don't fault people for keeping their, their secrets if that helps them feel it, to progress their stuff forward. But I'm kind of on the, the other side of that. I've always been on the same side as you. I, I'm an open <laughs> book. If people have questions, yeah. They can they can always ask me. Well, the thing I never understood in the um, not that I'm in the, in the, in the toy industry or art in general, right? Yeah. I never understood anybody being guarded. Now, maybe it's just a natural thing. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's the way they were growing up or how they approach things. That's fine. Sure. But I always felt like whether it was a technique, like if somebody's asking you, well, "How do you paint?" or "How do you 3D print?" or "How do you gra- do graphics?" or "How do you do?" You can't. You're not going to give away your true uniqueness, right? Your true uniqueness is what you create. Yeah. Right. And just because you, you know, look, I'm not an, I'm not an artist, not in the, you know, I mean, I, I dabble here and there in different things and I'm, I'm a self-taught Photoshop illustrator sure. person as well. And I do enough, uh, 
like for graphic design stuff on the boxes and stuff like that. But if you were to tell me, if I were to ask you, hey, tell me how you do this, you can tell me all day long. Me being able to do is two different things, you know, because there is a certain art to it. It's like, how do you paint that? Or how do you, you know, it's like if I were to ask, you know, you, how do you draw? How did you sharpie the? Well, okay, it's pretty straightforward, but I, I doesn't mean your hand's going to be able to do the same thing. Yeah, that right. Does. And right. then as far as access to the factories and stuff like that, it's like it's not really a secret because that you figured it out. It's just going to take it longer for me to figure it out. Yeah, it was funny when you uh, when you all interviewed um, uh, with Connor and uh, hearing him kind of talk the process, and I'm like, yep, yep, uh huh, yeah. <laughs> And you know, that's after you guys did uh, did that with him. Um, I reached out to him and I was like, "That uh, so this is the factory I'm thinking of using." And he's like, "That's yeah." So when I used and kind of pointed me in some directions, and it was like, you know, it's like okay, there's there's other. I think it's the same with the way we're influenced. Uh, a lot of you know, artist stuff can look kind of similar because we're all ingesting a sure. lot of the same influences. Sure. Yeah. I think life experiences are that way too. And if we talk about them and we share it, it's like, you're probably not the only person walking this pathway right now. You right. Know? Right. So the more open you are, the more you're willing to talk about it. I think the only time I've been semi guarded with people on Instagram is when they say, who's your factory? What are you doing? I said, you know what? I'm happy to share that, but let me walk this experience a little bit further so I can give you sure. a thumbs up, thumbs down. Cause I would hate to say, yeah, do this. And, and, right. and then have a bad experience. And then and yeah. a bad experience and then, <clears throat> and yeah, that's the only time I've been, it's been yes, but wait, that well, totally makes like, sense though, because you don't want to like go and give high praise to something. If you haven't had the full experience yet. You well, know plus, what? I mean, uh, it just practically yeah, being, being practical about it. This isn't, there isn't really competition. It's not like if you didn't figure it out, but Obama did that. People are like barely's are going to go. Okay, I guess I have to buy a snowman. You know, no, yeah, it's right. it's a very it's a subjective thing. People like what yeah. they like, right? So, what, however you put it out there, the people that are fans of it are going to find their way to it, and they're not going to. It's not an yeah. either or, right? Yeah. Um, and so, I, I think it's beneficial it's for the community to to help each other out and get there. I agree, and I think it's been funny. Some of the, um, you know, the openness and the communication back and forth, like I've had with Connor, I said like the, like Joseph, uh, with, with Mon and, and some of that stuff that, uh, you know, I've been doing the kind of the barely dead. It was like the first design I drew on my resin over Mm -hmm. a year and a half ago. And then, um, you know, but I just, I'm kind of doing my own thing kind of more quietly and then a, a chomp kind of exploded and they were doing the skeleton ones. And some of the fans who are like so into Chomp jumped on my Instagram and they're like, when I announced my vinyl, they're like, you're ripping off this and that. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's have a conversation. Let's, let's chat this out. And Connor and I are, are good. And, you know, I said, you know, we can, I can show you when I launched my thing. And, but neither one of us invented skeleton, skeleton, <laughs> you know, uh, That's they're out funny, there. Though. Been yeah. doing them forever. And but, it's just, well, then you can go back to then restate one and you can go yeah. Yeah. and then, and then if you, you know, you obviously listen to the interview with Connor. I mean, he'll, he's very transparent right. about the fact that he used the bottleneck gallery Reese template of how he ran a bottle of snowman, you know, a bottle of toys. You're like, Oh, I'm going to do these types of runs and I'm going to introduce this and these kind of things. And, and yeah. he very much was inspired by that. I mean, his path is much different than yours. 
And he's pretty sure. transparent about it, about he's not really, he's not the artist. Yeah. He loves toys though. And, and, yeah. and, and again, technology and everything these days, you partner with some people and yeah. you can do your dream, even if you're not the one drawing yeah, the figure. If you have a good idea yeah. and you find the right people to partner with, yes, yeah. you can make your dream come true too. But it's funny. I, we do see that though a lot. Mostly it's the fans that get very oh, yeah. protective. <clears throat> Over mm-hmm. things, there are some. There's a handful that get, yeah, but it, yeah. It is, and by the way, it's not the majority, right? But it's it's the ones no. that are the loudest sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but even then, it's that you appreciate that passion they have mm-hmm. for it. It's yeah, like of they're course. so invested in this. It's like you know, you as a as an artist, you you wouldn't trade their passion, right? But you sure wish you could coach them when they interact with <laughs> other right, right. artists and say, "Well, wait, 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 actually." We, we know each other. We're in contact with each other. And, you know, there's no... That's funny. Yeah, and, and like, you, like you said, I'm pretty sure neither of you invented skeletons. Oh, or, yeah. Or, or candy yeah. corn, if that ever happens, or, you know, anything, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> now, yeah. if all of a sudden he launches a bear. <laughs> but oh, that's the go. thing. Yeah, that would be different, right? Like, oh, uh, um, you know, medium ghost. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A 10-inch ghost. Anyway, well, hey, look, I really appreciate you spending the time with us tonight. Um, one last thing before we go. Do you have anything? Oh, yeah. I mean, you tease it a little bit, and obviously you're not ready to announce everything, but anything uh, you want to let anybody know about, like your, how to get in contact with you or anything to look forward to in the near future? Uh, sure. If, if you want to reach out to me, uh, Instagram is probably the best way. Um, you know, barely available on Instagram, or if you check my website, barelyavailable.com, there's a contact form. You could write a, maybe a longer form message and you might be inclined to write on your mobile device. If you want to chat, I'm always open to that. Um, yeah, like I said, I've got a, a colorway. Hopefully we can announce soon who, who it's with and where it will be. But then I've also got, um, some other colorways that are coming, um, a couple drops, um, in the early part of, of 2020, still of the barely dead design, but some different colorways. Um, then I'm talking to the factory about uh, trying to get the prices right on doing, you know, maybe my first glow glow variants of it mm-hmm. or uh, uh, stuff like that. Nice. And working on some other designs. Um, you can see on my Instagram, there's a, I posted every once in a while, the, uh, call them barely friends and they're kind of more characterized, uh, bears, um, of with, they're kind of like some brighter colors trying to do some, some vinyls okay. of those. Um, then I've also uh, started doing a resin that I call, uh, my eight year old named it. It's called the Grankle. Kind of looks like <laughs> a happy little horned, uh, creature and, uh, doing some more stuff with the resins on that and seeing there, what kind of interest there is in that. And maybe that could turn into something too. Who knows? Well, that's awesome. It sounds, sounds like exciting. a pretty exciting year coming up for you. Yeah. It's, it's fun. You know, I'm just trying to do it. You know, most of this stuff I do, uh, after my nine to five and when my kids get to bed, you know, and mm-hmm. Not neglect my my time with my wife, you know. So, uh, but you know, I seem to find just enough time to to keep pushing it forward, and and I'm I'm grateful for that. And it's it's really fun, and um, the community is awesome. And I just I can't say that enough how great it is. You know, meeting you know you and Christina, and and uh, and getting to do stuff like this, and then just people reaching out and and um, being grateful for for my art. And I'm like that just blows my mind. And hearing what it has meant to them or they bought it at this time when something else was going mm-hmm. on. So it reminds them of this and you're just like, whoa, okay, wow. You know, and uh, those are kind of bigger paydays sometimes than any monetary, you know, kind of payday. Oh, for sure. For connection sure. Connection with people and hearing the stories and just being a 
part of other people's lives. Um, you know, now it's in other countries people are buying and, you know, that's awesome. uh, knowing that barely is like making its way around the world. Is that's not, cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Contacted by people. Uh, it's just crazy. Well, fantastic. Anyway, I appreciate you, uh, joining us again. Like I said, uh, taking oh, yeah. an hour of your time to do this. Um, it's always really fascinating for me. I, ho- I hope the people listen to our podcast like it too, but it, it, whatever. I, I enjoy it. <laughs> we we <laughs> love the interviews. We love just kind of learning that, you know, he's learned something different. And, uh, and of course, we're sort of researching ourselves at the same time, right? <laughs> yeah. so it's totally perfect. not transparent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Well, anyway, yes. <laughs> so thanks everyone again. Um, and as for us, you know, make sure you go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Geek Together Pod and on Twitter at Geek underscore Together. And wherever you listen to this, go ahead and give us a subscribe now so you get notifications uh, when we drop this. We have a, I think we have about four interviews scheduled the next four weeks coming out along with our normal uh, episodes. So keep an eye out. We're really, uh, really trying to work to get to learn more about the toy industry as possibly can and share it with everybody else. And go check out Barely Available. Absolutely. Go check them out. I picked up uh, a couple of their figures. I should have gotten all three of them, but I did get the the, the Barely Dead and I got the... Uh, the Joker colors, as I called it, nice. I like it. <laughs> you know, being a DC minded person myself sure. and a couple of small ones, fantastic stuff really is. Um, and, and you've done a great yeah. job and, and they've definitely made it their way into our collection. So thanks. Cool. thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.